Language is a way is the wrong tool to describe silence. It's not possible. So then how do you then in a nuanced way explain that on Instagram or in on a podcast and so on and so forth? Essentially it becomes the challenge. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to convey the form of my body than to convey the form of my silence. Wellness is more than just physical health. It's your total well-being. Find out how to have a healthy, balanced life. Have a healthy body through exercise, nutrition, and engage the world through learning, problem-solving, and creativity. Talk Wellness with Anjan. This episode of Talk Wellness is powered by the Reconnect Heartfulness Initiative. The Heartfulness Initiative is a seven-dimensional wellness enablement program for you to be at your best human condition through a scientific approach to mental health and overall well-being. Reconnect believes in the power of love, empathy and human connection in healing mental illness and empowering humans to be aligned with their purpose for holistic growth. Be a part of the mental strength movement. Visit reconnectheartfulness.com. Talk wellness with Anjan. On this show today I have a very special guest, a friend of mine and uh, our thoughts align so much. It's always a pleasure to meet him and spend time with him. He lived with his guru learning yoga, meditation and tantra for more than 7 years and then he co-founded one of the biggest institutes, teacher training institutes. He leads Himalayan retreats, yoga teacher training courses around the world and he has schools in India, United States and the United Kingdom. UAE New Zealand he's a yoga and meditation teacher since 2003 the founder of 21st century yoga a yogi a teacher and outlier manish paul thank you so much for joining us thank you anjan thank you for having me and man talk wellness would be incomplete without you <laughs> that's so sweet thank you so much <laughs> and it's such a coincidence that you're in dubai only for a few days and coincidences have been a part of our life Absolutely. and you've always been here when i'm creating something new and this is so amazing and we're aligned like I'm, that I'm, i'm so grateful that you've always been included me in everything that you do thank you today's topic we're talking about yoga for the 21st century let's start with how you came up with this i know it's also your school's name yes. it's it's kind of your brand identity now the 21st century yogi yes. similar to mine i call myself a practical yogi so i love that you've positioned yourself here using these ancient concepts but for the modern day living so let's talk about the genesis of how yoga for the 21st century came to you the first thing is that yoga itself is very ancient but the delivery model like we're using a radio now or we're using a podcast a podcast now and so on and so forth we're using a modern delivery for an ancient wisdom and back in the day you'd have to go to a cave sit with a master learn these things but today the teachers can use these platforms 21st century technology to get the wisdom out mm. so it's ancient wisdom not dumbed down because that would be a travesty but it is simplified to be able to then teach a large audience. I love that. So, is it only about using modern technology or is also adapting it to modern kind of uh, problems? Nobody see back in the day if you wanted to learn yoga, you wanted to be a yogi. Today nobody wants to be a yogi, mm. but they want to use yoga in their life. Sure. So there's a businessman who wants to get better at business. He doesn't really want to be a yogi. Uh, there's an artist who wants to get better at art. There's a mom who wants to get better at being a mom. There's a friend, there's a lover, there's somebody or the other trying to get better at whatever it is they wish to so it's a usage of yoga in their life so therefore yoga for the 21st century person so why is it that people don't want to be yogis nowadays even back in the day very few used to be typically we say about 4% of a population has that inkling this is the first time in history that 
what was discussed in the caves is now open to everybody so it's not necessary that all 7.5 billion people want to be yogis it's unnatural that's right but the the things about yoga breathing can be used by all 7.5 billion absolutely and so 21st century yoga it comes as a refreshing change um, let's start with your background and your journey i know i shared a little bit of it but let's hear it from you at 21 years of age i was an advertising copywriter that was a dream job for me and i realized that i didn't have focus so i would write the whole day for 10 hours but the one ad was never getting written mm. so very quickly i realized i got to improve my focus so i went in to try a yoga class it was not part of my upbringing but as soon as i did that first class i fell in love with the subject and i started to learn i realized that this would be a lifelong study at that point my teacher said if you really want to learn meditation you come and live with me beautiful and i thought i'll figure this out in about 3 months but i ended up staying 7 long years mm. the subject is so deep and uh, it takes a lifelong of study and therefore that became my entry point a teacher's entry point into a subject will always be the way they teach it correct so if somebody got in for therapy somebody got in for fitness they'll be the best at therapy the best at fitness even if they add on other modalities yes. to the arsenal yes but since i got in for focus i teach it for focus mm. it's the same asanas but it could be done for alignment for fitness for therapy for me it's for focus so i teach because of that that reason so it takes very well to the modern to modern man because we are finding a focus lack of focus mm. epidemic and today relationships are falling apart because somebody is telling you their life's problems but we don't have uh, we can't listen we're thinking about our news feed yeah so this become a big issue so basically 21st century yoga is designed for the distracted world the if, throughout history as soon as puberty hits focus has gone out of the window mm. till then you could play with the toy for 4 5 hours as soon as puberty hit most people never retrain focus not just today even 2000 years ago are you saying it just biologically or yes. also okay yes. mm. the, the hormones the puberty Correct. kicks in so physiologically then, you lose the ability to be more focused yeah. so now we've got to retrain it's like going back in uh, back to that state of innocence with all your knowledge mm. so that retraining is what yoga is all about beautiful why do you think that people don't spend say 7 years with your teacher like you did i spent 10 years and people like the shortcut of 200 hours 300 hours and then they um have uh, an ability to call themselves teachers though somebody like you you've spent maybe two decades now yeah. in this field and so you have this depth of knowledge but the world is churning out 200 hour yoga teachers okay. and e- even in dubai there's like i think 100 of them coming out every month sure sure uh, it's just needs right somebody for me the way i see it is that i was given a great opportunity in life to study my friends may not have that opportunity many people may not have that opportunity it's my responsibility to study for them hmm. so i have nothing to do during the day apart from yoga and the teaching of it uh life has been kind to me that uh, i'm an entrepreneur i can go at my own pace i can do everything i don't have a family that i have to per se look after all the time not everybody has that opportunity somebody is a mom somebody is a busy working professional so it's a responsibility for me to be able to use my time well so that i can study and present for them as well so do you feel this is something you've designed yes. or you say life has been kind it did it just land upon you uh, no it's choices right Correct. it's very important in life to know what you don't want to do so knowing what i don't want to do has meant that the things that i want to do are so few that i can really go to the depth of it it may not be the case for everybody and uh so we have to sort of i benefit a lot from my friends who have multiple roles in life mm. 
and they benefit from my singular focus beautiful so is this your advice to people figure out what you want to do and what you don't want to do yeah figuring out what you don't want to do is more important mm. because what you want to do can keep changing but quickly i still always say by 40 i should know what i don't want to do mm. i'm 40 now and i know very well what i don't want to do and how does somebody figure this out just by trial and error and you know that if you're doing something and you're not sleeping well at night or you're being depleted uh, uh, you know singing yeah you know loving it then it's time to sort of drop it for me uh, stuck in front of a laptop and that's one of the reasons i don't blog these days and i would rather do something like this mm. which is voice mm. uh, because it the same thought will take me a lot of time to just key in so i just don't like it so i drop it uh it might mean that i don't reach out to a large audience that likes to read but that's fine because this is what works for me so like that knowing what you don't want to do you keep dropping off let's give everybody tuned in a set of practical tips to figure out what they don't want to do so every day if you're doing something and you're waiting for the weekend that's a problem mm. if by the second day of the week you're waiting for the weekend i meet a lot of people who say this is what i do but this is my passion mm. and to be very honest uh you know what how are you talking to yourself that you're saying i'm sacrificing my passion for this makes no sense to me compromising yeah so that doesn't make sense to me because we often say that we sacrifice our passion for the sake of our family mm. and our family actually just wants us to be happy Correct. whether it's kids whether it's parents whether it's spouse a happy person is much much more useful to a family than a person who feels they've compromised and then feels they can act bad because they've sacrificed for the family. Very true. So if you're waiting for the weekend all the time you're obviously doing the wrong thing and the, so that's that's one of the things. Not just useful for the family, useful for society also and for yourself. And for yourself. Now it's about that time. The Talk Wellness Hour with Anjan. Let's now talk about how yoga though ancient is also applicable to the modern day. The questions people have asked has not changed. So even 3000 years ago people were asking who am I even today we are asking who am I today mm. we may be dressing different we may be traveling continents in couple of hours while they do they, did, they never did that mm. but the question has not changed that's right it doesn't matter if you're sending somebody to moon or to mars but we still don't know who we are the need for self inquiry is pretty much a human existential problem no matter what age we're in absolutely nothing has changed i mean today at 40 I don't know who I am. That's a great tragedy. It really doesn't matter if I know which is the capital of some country which I can So the change in the information age is that the memory is not that important. important. So a lot of the times the questions people it's very important to know that the answers are not significant. Mm. But asking the right questions in life are significant. To train people to ask the questions as a culture has not happened since the industrial revolution which means that we are creating people who believe and then we are creating people who believe in science and that makes no sense because uh, ideally you are an experimenter yoga is very unique because you are the experiment and the, and the experimenter. experimenter yeah i love that i heard you say this and i was like this is brilliant this is the best way to explain it a psychologist studies people sick minds and they never really study a healthy mind because it's tough to find one you won't find it in the hospitals a yogi in the cave finds a healthy mind within himself and studies that so the practice is very different very different 
So what why did you position yourself as a 21st century yogi and not live in a cave? So why did you decide to serve everybody in the urban environment? I spend a lot of time in my room and that's my cave. Sure. I spend a lot of time. But I also sort of like to share this with people and I like to express myself and uh, there are two reasons why a person teaches. One is because that's their living and the second is because they want to help people. Mm. The third would be to express. So any of those will bring you out of the cave. Uh, a combination of a couple of those brought me out and I I absolutely love teaching. I've always said that I'm teaching people yoga happens to be the tool. Mm. I'm not teaching yoga because what do you mean by learning yoga? You don't ever learn yoga, you learn True. who you are. Mm. Uh, yoga is just a tried and tested formula. The longest ongoing experiment into what it means to be human. Why is it that this perspective of yoga being an experiment on yourself is not so common because this is an unpopular opinion that you're saying because many people feel yoga is a practice yoga is just asanas and uh, it's it's just something you do for flexibility and exercise people like me have not been able to convey the depth of the subject mm. it's easier for me to convey that i can do a handstand or a headstand in a mountain uh, background it's very difficult and nuanced to convey how do i inquire about who i am the source of life a i may not have the depth b i may not have the ability to communicate that correct we're talking about a rare creature who has enough of insight and enough of expression so you're asking two worlds to collide in one human being mm. so they're not enough and after nearly 20 years i still don't have the nuance to convey exactly language is a very is the wrong tool to describe silence it's not possible so then how do you then in a nuanced way explain that on instagram or in on a podcast and so on and so forth essentially becomes the challenge mm-hmm. it's much easier to convey the form of my body than to convey the form of my silence absolutely and since now we're on this segue of breaking some myths let's break some <laughs> there are a lot of myths about yoga for example especially when i teach outside india people ask do you teach yoga or do you teach meditation mm. and it makes absolutely no sense exactly. because <laughs> what is yoga without meditation meditation is a integral part of yoga what is meditation training if you really sort your life you won't need meditation any and everything you do would become that it becomes your state of existence yeah. there's there's no need to train in meditation and in fact the english word meditation itself is an incomplete translation of what yoga says uh, is dhyana or japa or tapa or dharana or any other form of mm, focused awareness or expanded awareness the closest would perhaps be the flow state to mm. classical yoga definition of dhyan that's right but does a flow state necessarily give you insight into who you are so mm. i could be messy and i could be playing football for 6 hours and i'm in a flow state but at the end of that am i reaching those spaces of silence that we call samadhi yoga is very unique because it has steps unto ecstasy now this doesn't exist in any other wisdom tradition because you either have just fall zen love bhakti or you have step step steps when i reach up to meditation it's still incomplete because i'll become an orderly person healthy person with your thoughts in sorted is sorted but i've not hit ecstasy correct and when i'm about to die i may have lived a good life but i'll be missing some ecstasy of life 
to have that steps up to a point where you throw the ladder is not there in any other wisdom tradition i'm not thinking we should have called the show path to ecstasy <laughs> <laughs> steps unto ecstasy it's now very unique talk wellness with anjan this episode of talk wellness is powered by the reconnect heartfulness initiative be a part of the mental strength movement visit reconnectheartfulness.com talk wellness with anjan this uh, concept of ecstasy or in a way liberation is across many wisdom traditions called whatever nirvana samadhi kaivalya like uh, patanjali says or even um, you know merging of the individual consciousness with the universal consciousness have you met people who are there and is it uh, a human experience or is it just a construct of our own self inquiry process i'll tell you for myself daily when i become silent none of this matters mm. now i have two choices if my entire life story is happening on the periphery i can be callous about it because anyway when i'm up, just before i go to sleep i can be silent so it wouldn't have mattered what happened in the day correct now we have karma ideas and theories so that i live a decent life mm. but essentially when i hit silence it doesn't matter now i have the other option if it really doesn't matter can i celebrate life it's very difficult to celebrate life if you don't take it as if it matters if i want to celebrate life yes i go full in but can i celebrate knowing that it's only at the periphery knowing that my greatest joys is only on the periphery my greatest sadness is only on the periphery that is the journey that's beautiful celebrate while you're deeply silent within i'm glad because we completely align on this and the fact that every moment can be exuberant yes. and ecstatic and full of joy and if not why did you construct a moment like that True. and even if you did that's fine because in the end of the night like you said you go to sleep yeah. and you wake up and you feel good <laughs> no even before going to sleep when everything shuts before i go to sleep yes it wouldn't have mattered mm. the quality of my day because the quality of silence is the only thing that matters so is this something you advise people saying be mindful and conscious and hack it in a way don't leave it to chance exactly exactly once you taste silence then you want to taste it every day mm. and then you can't leave it to some sunrise or some beethoven or something you want to figure out a way in which you get there consistently and therefore yoga and meditation has the tools or is the path for this absolutely it's the longest lasting experiment into getting to silence people have dedicated 50 60 years of their life in a cave so we don't have to reinvent the wheel so when uh, newton says i stood on the shoulders of giants this is what we are doing in the modern world mm. and i don't really need to relearn how to change my breathing absolutely it's been done so whether i call it box breathing whether i call it this breathing it's been done so i just need to know that what happens in the next stage so i can train it i know that we really can't articulate this state of silence or yeah. what say somebody like muji calls isness or the state of nothingness or merging or the ability to be aware of your essence mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, can you try to articulate it a bit no i really can't <laughs> that's what so, i said so i know why, it's going to be difficult yeah. to articulate but so that's why in the indian tradition we have the upanishadic neti neti mm. not this not this mm. whatever you say that's right it may be beautiful but it's not this it's not this so neti neti is the highest of the upanishadic these are seers they've dedicated Correct. a lifetime if it could be articulated they would have it's a neti neti so you might sell a dream of liberation moksha you might sell and that's why the buddha is so beautiful mm. because he doesn't sell the dream his word nirvana means to extinguish yes 
so there's no there's no magic there's no poetry just saying it all it extinguishes so as a teacher i have a choice whether to sell the dream and to say that once you're liberated life will be beautiful or i can just say in that state of silence that's all that matters what happens to your life is your is your is your concern and anyway if you articulate it then it probably is not it if it's articulated well you probably give it a shape and a form in the form of a word and then it's yeah. not it language is a tool of the mind that's right and you're trying to go beyond the mind so the mind cannot articulate what's beyond it so language has its limitations mm. once language ends that's the end of the mind and then silence begins and if you try to you can never do it because it doesn't have the it's like trying to fly with a car it doesn't have the capability it, language is very beautiful but it just doesn't have the capability as long as we understand this is fine and this is why i think um, in the essence of both tantra and yoga they say that uh, once you can create a distance between the observer and the observed and you can only answer this within yourself don't answer it on the outside just remember and acknowledge and feel and experience i wouldn't even say that because the part of you that is acknowledging and the part of you that is feeling is not there correct yeah it, it's so when it's you come true. out of that thing you cannot describe it because if you could the minute you describe it the then... part that is describing however subtle that may be is not there correct there's a very beautiful poem that um, abda parveen sings and she says that as long as i was there he was not as long as he is there i'm not that he is silence wellness is more than just physical health it's your total well-being talk wellness with anjan i keep getting asked this question by my students is meditation for everybody so i want to hear your perspective on it definitely not mind training is for everybody to sort out your mind is very important because if you're not doing what you want to do in life that's a problem and we just broke a myth with that meditation is not for everybody and i'd love for manish to explain meditation is a state wherein your whole life is set in order now if you could just go for a weekend class and get meditation i'm so sorry it doesn't work like that mm. your whole life you've acted like an idiot and suddenly on a given day you feel that you're calm relaxation is for everybody it's the need Correct. of every human being absolutely which is why my positioning now is relaxation, relaxation coach once you relax then you behave naturally when you're un- when you're not relaxed you behave weird so relaxation is a mandatory not something you do on the weekends but your whole life revolves around relaxation correct mind training is for everybody if i want to get the poshe then i have to train my mind to get the poshe if i keep visualizing the poshe and i don't get it there's a problem with my mind or ferrari or jaguar or maserati whatever you want anything if i visualize it and i don't get it it's an issue mm. but if i visualize it and get it that's not a big deal the question of meditation is that what part of me even wants it yeah if you train your mind you'll get everything that you wish but you still don't know who you are the mind may be functioning well and it may be getting you things in life but that doesn't mean anything even a very successful person may not know who they are so therefore if you have unlimited time do both mm. if you have a certain amount of time a finite time as we all have in life choose do i want to train my mind or do i want to fall into silence my journey has been to fall into silence and therefore i won't spend a single minute trying to visualize my goals or trying to do things and so on and so forth because unless i know who i am the only thing that appeals to me is that state of silence from that state of silence everything is in order in my life 
I won't spend any time trying to train my mind to get something or be somewhere in life and so on. That's the what modern, I was about to say. I was because you're spending time in falling into silence yeah. or let's say rising into silence automatically everything that comes in the category of mind training focus yeah. um mind strength memory yeah. visualization imagination creativity everything automatically falls into you like gifts and rewards yeah so if you train the body it's healthy if you train it intensely it becomes obsessive mm. if you train the mind it's healthy if you train it intensely it becomes obsessive Now suppose I train my mind that I can remember everything it's good it's good but it doesn't mean anything in terms of silence so my focus has been to just the reason I use fall is because you're falling from head to heart correct right talk wellness with anjan this episode of talk wellness is powered by the reconnect heartfulness initiative be a part of the mental strength movement visit reconnectheartfulness.com Talk wellness with Anjan. Once you fall into that, then your ability to be relaxed, calm, creative, everything works. I don't need to train to be creative. I don't need to train to be calm because there's space and I can exist without my mind story. In those moments, I'm just alive and nothing matters. When I come back, the mind is replenished without me having to work on it. So if I had in finite time i may have done it all but since i have a certain finite time in life i will work on silence that for me is meditation anything else is mind training also beautiful mm. so you just have to know what you want in life yeah what he's so, saying is is neither good or bad yeah, it's not good or bad it's not one better than the other you just have to know what you want today i want to lose weight so i have to train my body and mind tomorrow i want to stop being jealous or i want to be creative i have to train my mind and body or spend time questioning who wants to lose weight exactly or who is feeling jealous correct but there'll be moments where i just become silent i may still be fat but silent yes yeah and i may still be jealous but silent but silent and i found over a course of time through silence then your food habits change your thinking changes everything changes because your only validation is to drop into silence that makes a very healthy body mind Let's give some practical tips to everybody listening on how to hack the silence or how to reach the state how to fall from sure. the head to the heart You should know what food suits you If you need some nutritionist to tell you what to eat I'm so sorry you're being lazy You should know how much sleep you need if some sleep scientist is telling you there's a problem there Well in a way this is what my show is about because the gut health expert talks about how to take care of sure, the gut sure, the sure. fitness trainer tells you how to I've made a career for 20 years almost teaching people how to breathe. I shouldn't have a career. Mm. Imagine teaching people how to breathe. That is that is the depth of or that's the craziness of the laziness. <laughs> like the coinage. <laughs> I should not have a career. Uh the only thing that I should be doing is uh you know the only thing that I should be doing is removing the barriers to silence in my life and if somebody cares to then they in can pick up something. Mm. If I have to teach somebody how to connect to their core self, you can't. It is it is disrespectful of that person. Mm. And if I have to learn from somebody how to connect to my core self, it's an absolute laziness. Now, if a person is in a deeply neurotic, difficult situation in life, seek the help to re- become relaxed. Once that happens, there are techniques you don't need to learn anything new. As soon as you get back to health and well-being, 
get the sun, get the food, get the sleep, everything your mom could have told you. Or a grandma. But you'll pay a, multi, you'll pay a huge fee to some modern guru or teacher which your mom or grandma could have easily told you. Once you get those things sorted out, there so are, step one is get the basics of well-being sorted out. Yeah, and on your own. We you all know need, this. Yeah. yeah. Then you find a person who knows or who is silent. Then you hang around the person to see what is that person doing. And finally, that person will make themselves and you make the person redundant in your life. So one teacher to no teacher. Beautiful. Otherwise, before you were shopping for bags, now we're shopping for workshops and meditation, That's spirituality. It. Spiritual shopping. Six months later, you feel that you don't know anything about the chakras. You go do that. Another thing. Later, you go do something else, something else, something else. Before you know, you've just been shopping. And I, I don't think Manish is saying there's anything wrong with the spiritual curiosity, but just do it with awareness. Yeah, so it's good to be curious, but you have to make out the difference between embodied wisdom and information. I can deliver a very beautiful lecture on the chakras. It doesn't mean anything to a person. If Mother Teresa doesn't know that this is Anahata chakra, she still lived her whole life in love. Very true. It's not needed. Very true. So, what are the practical tips can you give to people to find the silence? So, ensure that you get your sleep, food, do a bit of yoga. Yoga is designed as a surgery to cut the the circular patterns and now when of you your say yoga mind. you mean postures and breathing Everything. that's asana pranayama mantras this idea that the body has to be trained differently from, the, from mind the mind doesn't exist because True. you cannot find any part of you that is mind or body that's why even in tantra we don't say mind and body we say mind body tana yeah. it has to be one uh, today we are finding that if there's a certain chemical composition in my body my brain creates a story and tells me i'm sad or happy based on the chemical composition so would i trust a mind that is so changing or would i trust my body working together with both of those would be the way to go and then you train it so when i hold a posture it's not necessarily to stretch the flexibility of my hamstring but it is to come into stillness asana means a seat so if you can sit for 2 and 1/2 hours asana training is complete so if you can sit you've attained some stillness in your life It's tough to become still when you're moving. Mm. It happens in dance, it happens in running, but it's best done in asana. Then you start to work with breath because the breath is the link. Now you figure out that you cannot thread a needle while breathing. Yeah, so when you want focus the body stops breathing. So you reverse engineer. In focus states the body stops breathing. If I stop breathing I'll access those focus states. states. Yes. Then what happens next? Now you found so much joy within. You want to look within. Then you're attuned for focus and meditation. Uh, the we we always say this that when you're ready, nobody will have to teach you meditation. If you're not ready, nobody can teach you. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Now these are some questions I ask all my guests. Okay. So what's the worst advice you've ever received? <laughs> I don't take anybody's advice uh, for two reasons. One is I will never take advice. unless i'm willing to do whatever they tell me mm. to do for mm. many years for 7 years i was willing to do that when i stopped being willing to do that i left my own teacher i will never take advice from anybody unless i'm 100% willing to do whatever they say if and you I, will only go to them for advice if you know that their advice will be for your benefit so if somebody says that i'm not happy can you help me and the person tells you that you'll have to leave your partner to be happy then i'm not willing to do that 
and then I won't even ask the question. If I'm willing to do 100%, whatever they say, then I'll ask for advice. Similarly, I'll never give advice because I'm not willing to take the responsibility. So only advice from people who are willing to take responsibility for your journey and if you're willing to do 100% what they say. The problem is that you'll ask 10 people, mm. all will give advice, you won't listen to any and then you'll search for the 11th and then you have a confused mind going on and on and on and then you probably decide what you initially thought of as the answer Most anyway better. so that makes my next question which is the best advice you got also redundant uh, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way including your teacher of course who you spent Bharat Thakur shout out yeah. to him uh, but any books any uh, podcasts any YouTube videos that have resources or even people a lot over the years this year I did an experiment to see that I don't read a single book or I don't watch or I don't learn anything and I found that my thoughts were the author thing. And I found that my thoughts were the author's thoughts or the speaker's mm. thoughts. Yes. And uh, so I said, no, I won't do that. It's been really beautiful because I used to be obsessed about learning. And then I found that that's a disease in itself. Uh, that at some point, you don't need to learn anything. Now we're aligned because I haven't read books for like, I think it's about... 15 years now right. uh, initially as a child I was forced uh, forced mm -hmm. made to read the Vedas and the Upanishads and then eventually during my Tantra training I was mm -hmm. made to read the Bible and the Quran mm -hmm. but I think it's 15 years mm -hmm. since I've actually read anything I, I yeah. read books on biology sometimes just to understand yeah. anatomy a bit better sure. so this year has been like that I've just stopped learning and uh, I figured out a lot about myself by stopping to learn now does that make me the least smart person in the room perhaps but I could also very easily be the most silent person in the room which is more valuable for me true true okay uh, one thing that you wish you had known 10 years ago nothing nothing because uh, I would not have uh, I would not have listened <laughs> wellness is more than just physical health, physical health. Physical health. it's your total well-being Talk Wellness with Anjan. I call this daily routines. Name something that you do every day without fail. I get up and do yoga and meditation every morning. I call this pursuit of relaxation. I ask all my guests what their thoughts on happiness are. Yeah, overrated. Overrated. You notice I called it pursuit of relaxation, yeah. <laughs> not pursuit <laughs> of happiness. Uh, stress Buster, five ways or tips that you have to get rid of stress. Well, you're not stressed at all, but five tips. I take an afternoon nap every day. I... Uh, don't focus too much on my business as an entrepreneur. I don't focus I on don't, your business. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I uh, spend a lot of time with my parents and to see the perspective of somebody older to us as well as my teenage nephew. I uh, don't go into sort of malls and so on and so forth. Mm. And uh, I conserve a lot of energy because I don't do that. And I spend a lot of time in nature. Beautiful tips there. So see if you can take some of that for yourself. Um, I call this shipwreck. If you were shipwrecked on a deserted island and you had nothing, mm -hmm. uh, of course, your food, water, accommodation is taken care of yeah. and you you get to carry two items with you. Okay. What would they, they be? Probably a small cushion to sit. And yeah, I think one would do, but yeah, I think one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I call this wear Anjan's footwear. If you could step into my footwear, yeah. uh, both of us are barefoot here, but yeah. what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? Uh, why? Okay, let's do it. Why? <laughs> because I don't know how to do anything else. Yeah. Beautiful. On that note, 
I want to request Manish to list out a bunch of yoga myths. And if you if you check out his Instagram and YouTube, he's constantly putting out content. And um, and that's why I know we are aligned because I'm also constantly trying to put out content, breaking myths around meditation and yoga. So let's list them out one by one. Whatever comes to your mind. Uh, the first would be that yoga is about uh, flexibility and Stretching. when I when I travel and I meet some yogic masters, what I do looks more advanced. But after two three hours, I see the old man has not moved at all. So he obviously has a lot of stillness and composure. He's not doing any of the things that I also might be teaching, even though I try to teach as little as possible. But he's got something about him that I don't. So. Yoga is not about uh, fancy poses. If you get one pose that you can sit for a long time, that's quite fancy. Beautiful. Okay, next. Uh, there should be no industry, and uh, unfortunately, there is. Yeah. So there should be no industry. Yoga should be done in such a way that the yoga teacher has the power, mm. not a business owner uh, doing yoga pants, for example. or having a studio and some real estate person is making money on the knowledge transfer so you have to eliminate all these things so that the power is between the teacher and student do you so think it will happen of course of course so this time when i came to dubai i spent all my classes only on the beach i taught and that allowed me to tell people that they can pay as they feel right or not even because ultimately your work in this space shouldn't be benefiting some real estate person because of the rental of a studio it shouldn't be benefiting somebody who's churning out yoga pants you can travel the mountains and you'll never see a single yogi in yoga pants that's right they're probably not wearing pants you never <laughs> see any yogi with a yoga mat mm. so don't worry where your yoga mat is from just get one that suits you and invest your time just by learning and training and just becoming silent i love i love this is the one of my favorite myths to break that you don't need you know yoga you pants to practice yoga okay what else how about yoga is for happiness and yoga is for relaxation or yoga will always give you happiness because sometimes when you go deep it also triggers uh, emotions that are stuck from a long time and it could make you deeply angry or sad happiness is a good starting point because it's good to start any journey from happiness whether you're traveling or whether you're trekking whether you're going within it's good to start with happiness but you got to be a very lazy human being to stop at happiness mm. so yoga doesn't take well to that laziness because back in the day i was okay being happy but once you start yoga you won't be happy with that anymore correct other myths uh, how about how about the one that says that um you can become a yoga teacher in 200 hours so when the first courses started to be in the 1970s when the shivananda ashram started to say that we need more people teaching yoga in the world they devised a one month course now that one month for some reason has gotten into a 200 hour format essentially 200 hours is not enough and if a person is really ready they'll be ready instantaneously and then you train and train and train and train to fine tune the craft one of the reasons why i write outlier in my thing is because uh, malcolm gladwell's book where he says you got to do it for 10000 hours so when i was much younger i'd read it and i said i need to teach 10000 classes before i feel i'm decently good that's right so every year i would teach 1000 classes then after 10 years that got done so that 
kind of love for the craft is very very important it mm. can't get done in 200 hours mm. for sure but it's a starting point it's a starting point that's why i feel it should be called yoga student training and not yoga teacher training because you're training Correct. people to become students of the science Correct. I mean, it should be called life training because uh, everything that you study is just a tool to live well. Perhaps you could call uh, we could call it that life training. Yeah. Life training. So uh, the commercialization of how yoga has become today, mm-hmm. and I know you you feel that it can be decommercialized, but this is a very deep subject, and many people, including the community and teachers, are not sure. ready because uh, it's benefiting them. So I took an I did an experiment. and i made my course online to be so even on the checkout on my website you can pay as much as you want so somebody who was paying uh, somebody bought one of the courses which was $60 and uh, they ended up paying about you know 10 cents for it right in in the indian rupee thing eh? so that's fine by me because it's an experiment so like that if everybody is willing to sort of put out knowledge there and uh, because i know somebody else bought it at much higher that's right so it evens out in life that's right the thing i would say is that take away the middleman hmm so nobody should be making the transfer if there has to be has to be between student to teacher correct and to teacher to student you cannot be spending 10 dollars on a class and 20 dollars on what you wear to the class that's stupid and you cannot be earning 10 dollars and paying 10 dollars rental that's also stupid so if you remove those things then uh, uh it's very beautiful one of my last questions for you where is yoga going from here from the 21st century to the next century where where do you see it going and meditation too i think people will get more serious about it uh a lot of people will eventually have to go into india check out see a yogi and i don't mean an ashram an ashram is a very poor showcase of the science but if you go in there about 20 years ago i was trekking in the mountains and i saw one yogi pass me by i was 20 at that time 20 20 or 21 the smile on that man's face shattered changed my life because in 20 years i had made such a mess of my life that i couldn't smile like that i've never seen anybody smile like that in the cities so obviously we've got a lot of things wrong It is very important to go see a person like that for whom joy is not it's an just, accomplishment it's a way of being joy is the way of being when people see that then everything drops uh, it's very important to meet such people you're not going to find them they're not going to come and do workshops for you you got to go there and see such a person so that's very important i think people will get more and more deep deep and deep and they'll realize that uh, there's more than meets the eye do you feel the pandemic is accelerating it because i call it corona guru it's forced people to spend time with themselves mm-hmm. yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely unfortunate for those who are sick yes. and who have lost lives and that is for real but for people who have been presented the opportunity of saving on travel time and unnecessary meetings and showing up at work and acting like you're productive it suddenly meant that they have to deal with their inner voice and that has been very beautiful for a lot a lot of people i think a lot of people have taken to uh, know a bit more about themselves amazing manish thank you so much for being on this show talk wellness before you go your last piece of advice for everybody listening or watching <laughs> the most <laughs> risky person you'll ever meet in life is a yogi because a terrorist can scare you 
but a yogi will shatter you with his peace. That's if you're not amazing. ready, don't go searching. That's amazing. Thank you so much for being on Talk Wellness, buddy. Thank you so much. Wellness is more than just physical health. It's your total well-being. Find out how to have a healthy, balanced life. Have a healthy body through exercise, nutrition, and engage the world through learning, problem-solving, and creativity. Talk Wellness with Anjan. This episode of Talk Wellness is powered by the Reconnect Heartfulness Initiative. The Heartfulness Initiative is a seven-dimensional wellness enablement program for you to be at your best human condition through a scientific approach to mental health and overall well-being. Reconnect believes in the power of love, empathy and human connection, in healing mental illness and empowering humans to be aligned with their purpose for holistic growth. Be a part of the mental strength movement. Visit reconnectheartfulness.com. Talk wellness with Anjan. I want to take a moment to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. And I'd like to remind you that the perspectives that we shared on this show are of my guest and myself only. And you should evaluate if it works for you before making it yours. Always consult your own doctor, therapist and healer before you make any drastic life changes. And we would love it if you could share this podcast link with your friends, your family, your circles and talk about it. That's why we call this series Talk Wellness. We need your support to get the conversation around well-being to be a more prominent one. I would love to connect with you across social media. Look for Meditate with Anjan on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. And also, please leave a review. This will help us grow. Our next episode is going to be episode number 12 featuring Middle East's top Ayurveda physician, Dr. Vial Sham. And he's going to be talking about the time-tested signs of Ayurveda. Thank you once again for your listening and for your love. Stay relaxed. Namaste. Wellness is more than just physical health. It's your total well-being. Talk Wellness with Anjan. I'm really thankful to the Reconnect Heartfulness Initiative for being the sponsor of this episode of Talk Wellness. You can be part of the mental strength movement too. Visit reconnectheartfulness.com.